0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Well, it's a beautiful Friday. No, nah, I'm lying. It's raining, but you know It's beautiful. Why? Because it's still draft weekend. The Minnesota Vikings, we know what happened with their picks. Uh, fellas, I was at the draft. The fans were excited, but this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. The draft still had like seven and to eight picks, and Gabe, you saw this too. As soon as the Vikings picked, everybody cheered, and there was a mass exodus. Everybody was like, all right, there was no trade back. We can go home. I'm done with this. Uh, So it was a fun one, man, but I I enjoyed myself last night, uh, and and I saw it. Like I said, I saw Gabe. We, We got to hear the fan reaction. Uh, and everything reggie wasn't there but his counterpart julia daniels i saw her getting some reaction stuff uh i know carol levin's gonna be excited about that today uh but fellas it's time to get locked in we gotta get locked in on this show i'm ron johnson that's luke inman that's sam extra that's gabe henderson this is locked on sports minnesota and this is the friday roundtable so let's get locked in luke what you got
2: Yeah, Ron, you touched on it. No quarterback, no defense, no trade down. Vikes go chalk with a wide receiver in round one. Go get their guy, Jordan Addison, wide receiver, USC. We got to break it all down coming up next.
3: And we're going to talk a ton of draft, but we also got to touch on the Wolves season concluding in game five. And also, can the Wild extend their season tonight?
0: Yeah, and I'm gonna talk winners of the best and worst dressed of the NFL draft. <laughs> and Jordan, Jordan Addison, I will put him in the top top dressed athletes at the NFL combine this year, NFL draft this year. So uh, that's my talking point.
1: I want to. I'm, I'm excited to hear you say the worst because I, I guess I didn't see all the picks. Uh, so I didn't see some of the outfits, but I know Jordan Addison's pink suit and those those white glasses looking like Soldier Boy. Uh, I, I definitely want to hear your worst dress, though. Uh, but I, I want to talk about Q- QB movement. Everybody thought the Vikings were going to maybe take a quarterback in the first round, maybe uh, move up in the draft to take a quarterback. Everybody said Anthony Richardson is a project. He goes to the coach. Will Levis, the social media, Zach Wilson of this year's draft. Uh, Some said he's like Justin Herbert. He didn't even get drafted in the first round. So we're going to talk about QB movement. The Vikings didn't take a quarterback. The Packers did what we thought they would do, which is not take a receiver. So we'll break all that down coming up on Locked On Sports Minnesota. Remember, you can download Amazon Fire and Roku. You can download the Locked On Sports Minnesota app right there on your TV. Just search Locked On Sports Minnesota. And for all the people out there wondering what Gabe Henderson looks like, there's your chance. You can also go to YouTube, and you can subscribe. Just need an email address? And when you subscribe to YouTube, just go to Locked On Sports Minnesota, hit that subscribe button. Uh, But, fellas, let's jump into this. Um, Luke, um, I want to understand what's going on with this draft. Again, everybody was talking about what was going to happen with the Vikings. Everybody thought – I thought D.B., drop it for us
2: yeah well just in a vacuum Jordan Addison who is he is he any good I said this last night on the postcast you don't win the Bolitnikoff award for nation's best wide receiver on accident I mean it takes serious talent and skill and this dude's got it and jumping from college to the pros and Ron you know this it takes two three years for a lot of these guys to develop and adjust to the game but he's already so polished as a route runner I think he immediately replaces Adam Thielen as the wide receiver too in this offense and that's huge because because it helps everyone on this offense that helps JJ see less double and triple coverage. It lets KJ Osborne slide back into his more natural role and spot at wide receiver three. That was a huge topic that I think kind of flew under the radar the last two months. What would KJ Osborne look like if he was forced to be wide receiver two in this offense? Would he be consistent enough to win on the outside and make plays? Things like that. Can't say for certain, but now he can be that great complementary piece as the third option like he has been. And plus now TJ Hawkinson continues to get one-on-one looks. He thrives at up the seam and being that kind of safety blanket. I know everyone dropped this kid. If you followed the combine or the pre-draft process, Once he showed up to Indy at 5'11", a buck 71, and he didn't run the blazing 40-time or three-cone. But, guys, the NFL is a lot like ebbs and flows. And ever since the league started adjusting with these big-bodied cornerbacks five, six, seven years ago, the boundary guys like Richard Sherman, Darrell Revis, to stop the Julio Jones and Megatron's, if you notice, the league really started to adjust. They went smaller, quicker, shiftier wide receivers that are tough to get your hands on. The Stephon Diggs, the Odell Beckham Juniors, the uh, Julian Edelmans, they go on and on, and it works. And now you look across the league at some of the best wide receivers in the game, Tyreek Hill and A.J. Brown, just for example. What do they both have in common? A complementary weapon across from them. Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddell, Both guys who, no, they're not big-bodied, big-alpha, number-one guys, but phenomenal route runners, great hands, and can win those one-on-one matchups. And that's what KOC said he needed. I need a guy who can win these one-on-one matchups. It's a shoot-em-out league now. It's who's got the ball last. Sam talked about it the day the season ended. Let's double down on offense. They certainly have done that. And they reset the contract perspective from Thielen going to Jordan Addison on this rookie deal as well. So I think this was a pick for Justin Jefferson as much as it was for anyone else.
1: Yeah, Gabe, what you think?
0: Yeah, I really do think it was a, a probably a better pick for J.J. than anyone else. Luke, you hit that right on the head, because if J.J. wants to get 2,000 receiving yards this year, like he said, he's going to need someone that's really going to take the pressure off of him and take some of those double teams off of him. So adding a guy in Jordan Addison, a guy that's proven to be a number one wide receiver, he can play inside and out. That adds so much value. I mean, if you look at the college game, the hash marks are a lot wider, so there, there's less space for receivers, especially if you're playing in the slot to the short side of the field. The game in the NFL is played in the middle of the field, so that gives Jordan Addison more space to to create space from from uh, defenders and give Justin Jefferson other opportunities to get open downfield. So. I'm very interested and excited to see what this move uh, can be for this Minnesota Vikings team. I, I've been on record the past two months saying if Jordan Addison is there at 23, that's your guy. So I, I know mm-hmm. I've been getting, I, I got flack the past two months about that. And I was like, you know, I'm sticking to my guns. Like th- this is a, a game changing wide receiver. And um, clearly Kevin O'Connell and Quisi Adolfo Mensa they said, this is a, this is a guy that they wanted. So I, I'm excited to see what, what, what it looks like in September, like training camp is going to be fun in August this year. I mean, gearing up for September, we saw, what's his name, a Caleb Evans saying, oh my gosh, he tweeted, oh my gosh, training camp is going to be crazy this year. (laughs) So the fact the guys are going to be competing, are going to be battling and JJ finally has a a true wide receiver too with KJ Osborne also KJ Osborne, like he, he could be two B, like, he is a solid receiver. So I'm excited to see how this Minnesota Vikings offense fares in 2023. Yeah,
3: Sam? Yeah, I I will admit, I had a couple moments of panic right out of the gate where I thought, okay, they didn't trade down, so they didn't recoup any picks. They left amazing defensive players on the board like Nolan Smith and Deontay Banks, who I think would have been... Wonderful fits. And they took the fourth wide receiver off the board al- almost as if it was a panic move like, oh, there's a run on receivers. We got to get one. And that made me a little nervous. And then I looked at his testing and it, it's OK. He's not a phenomenal tester at the combine. He's undersized. But then I think hearing Kwesi and KOC talk about why they liked him, it, it kind of talked me off the ledge a little bit uh, to hear that they, they think his separation is unbelievable. And that even though he didn't run a a perfect straight line 40 or a 10 yard split or whatever, he still is is really good at carrying his pads, winning, quote unquote, every blade of grass and finding that separation. And then here in KOC talk about the way that they're going to run, pair up KJ and and Jordan Addison and run their routes away from Justin Jefferson to divert coverage. Uh, I think that's going to work out brilliantly. So he, he is. A very productive player who, if he was picked last year, I think Luke Inman pointed this out, might have been a top five or top ten pick off of that Pittsburgh season. Maybe just regressed ever so slightly in that new USC offense, but was still very productive. So I I think it is a good pick, and I think he's going to be a good player. Uh, The big question is, how do they address the defense today and tomorrow? I think we'll feel a little better if they are able to get some impact players in these next uh, four picks.
1: Yeah, I, the way I go with it is there's two things to this. One, we really don't know, and I'm not gonna ever put this on a kid, but think about when what they did to, to Stephon Diggs when they drafted uh, Laquan Treadwell. That was the thought. Laquan Treadwell was gonna be the guy. Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen stepped up. I think this is also a wake up call for KJ Osborne. I think KJ Osborne is gonna hit an overdrive. Like he's gonna push harder, work out harder. I think as a as a group, as a three three receivers, I think these three can be really really good. And I think you sprinkle in Jalen Naylor. But I think those three can be really, really good. I, I think Jordan Addison, when you look at his passer rating, 148 passer rating when thrown to him, there's a kid that catches everything. He's a kid that can run the bubble screen. He can run some gimmick stuff. I mean, when you think about the San Francisco 49ers and, and, and KOC adding a big tight end, uh, adding, uh, or sorry, re-signing C.J. Ham, they still want to run the ball. And, and maybe it is just with Alexander Madison, but they want to run the ball. But this is a team that is going to be built to pass in situations at all times. When you put a guy – you don't draft a guy like Jordan Addison in the first round, and you don't plan on still trying to air the ball out with a guy like Kirk Cousins. Uh, I think addressing the defense will come. But, you know, a lot of people always say, go get the best guy on the board. Don't don't reach for your guy like if you – oh, we need a cornerback. And they reach, and then it's like, I wish we would have got so-and-so. This is, this is not a one-year – like, Quasey's like, look, I'm not just here for one more year. I'm here for five, six, seven. I mean, I want to make this my lifetime GM job. Uh, KOC, same thing. He probably wants to be a 10-, 15-year head coach. How do you do that? You have to build. And so Justin Jefferson now has KJ Osborne – or, sorry, uh, Jordan Addison. You look at every other team that has two receivers, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase. It, it, it's a duo. Everybody's looking – at Odell Beckham. He has now Zay Flowers plus Rashad Bateman. Like, everybody's trying to figure out how do I get a duo because – you no longer can just have one receiver and then a bunch of other guys. It's becoming uh, – not to say it's like basketball when they create super teams, but receiving cores, it's like I need I need another guy because if I'm just getting doubled and tripled, we're, we're screwed. And I think that's what KOC probably w- was worried about is Justin Jefferson facing double coverage, shaded coverage at all times. Do it. But now you have a guy in Jordan Addison that can hurt you, and so then you have to kind of play more true coverage. And Justin Jefferson, like you said, you put those two on one side, Justin Jefferson backside, they're going to have to show their hand early at the snap. They can't hide it after Kirk Cousins gets the ball in his hand. It's going to be exciting to see, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, We got to move on because I want to talk about draft moments. Uh, The Baltimore Ravens, shout out to the Baltimore Ravens. They sent me this brick uh basically brick, brick by brick they built the uh, built we built the team and this is from 2002 or not from 2002 sorry this is 2002 has my name on it uh they, they you know the legends community and they talk about the 741 guys that were drafted and or sorry wore the black helmet from uh you know the team's beginning in 1996 and so uh shout out to the ravens for that and so when you think about moments like that uh there's other moments and one is outfits i i think jordan addison was one of the guys that stole the show. I know Jalen Rose, Detroit guy. You know my Detroit player, Pink Gators, Biggie Small. I mean, hey, that that's what Jordan Addison was was doing. So Gabe, what, what what's going on with the outfits, man? Who was the best dressed and worst dressed moments of the night?
0: Man, I, best dressed, I, I got to go with uh, what's his name, Bijan Robinson. Like it, it was smooth, oh, yeah. it was sleek. He had the, he had the red pin, so it, it kind of fit with him going. Uh, to the Atlanta Falcons. And then when he opened his jacket, it was, you know, all those pictures on the inside. So him, Bryce Young are probably, both of those guys were probably in my top two. <clears throat> if Jordan Addison wasn't a Viking, I, I, I wouldn't put him, I'll probably put him <laughs> as worst. But if you look at Jalen Carter's outfit, uh, defensive lineman that got drafted by the Eagles, his outfit reminded me of Pinky and uh, Friday After Next, <laughs> the, the pink and purple <laughs> suit. like remember he's like you 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 cost me money cw didn't i tell you i was gonna (laughs) fire if you hit somebody else like his his outfit gave me pinky vibes pink (laughs) what pink uh suit purple uh purple shirt like it it, oh yeah just didn't go and i'm just like 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 what what are we doing right now man like you a, a top 10 pick i'm sure you got a stylist somewhere and like this is what you go with like
1: who from the Eagles wore something like that though? Was that London Fletcher or Cox or London Fletcher? Or no, uh, so, yeah. Fletcher Cox.
0: Fletcher Cox. Fletcher, Fletcher Cox. Cox. Yeah.
1: Oh man. Or, like with Super the Bowl. with the blouse. Yeah, yeah, with the blouse and the uh yeah, that's his was silver, but this this has that. I mean, he did go to the Eagles. This has that vibe. Like it has that blouse vibe. Oh man, I didn't see that one. That yeah, that one's that yeah. does this kind of have a little pinky to it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it it definitely it definitely gives me pinky vibes, and uh, it, it gives me Pepto-Bismol vibes too with the with the pink suit. So, I, I would, I'm I would guessing that's like to supposed to be
1: lilac suit. purple because the shirt is dark purple. So I'm guessing he's probably had fifty shades of purple on. Uh, maybe he thought he was gonna be a Viking or go, something. But you know,
0: like you, you, the suit is always supposed to be darker than the shirt. Like that, that's like mm-hmm, that's kind of
2: mm-hmm. that's kind of like universal. That, that's rule day one training camp. Unless, unless you're Don I mean, Johnson and you're going
1: for the Miami Vice vibe with the white suit and then like a purple shirt, I mean, you could do but, that. But the,
2: <laughs> I mean,
0: if you go white, white, that's different. You can't go white on white unless it's, you know, a whiteout. But at the same time, exactly. you can't go pink and then uh, a, a purple silk shirt. Like the, the silk shirt was made out of like my do-rag that I wear, like that same fabric. So it was, it was. Yeah,
1: even his pocket square is man. weird because his pocket square is like blue. Yeah.
2: It, yeah. By far it's...
0: the worst suit
2: on draft night. <laughs> By how far. about? I don't know how much you guys saw from the broadcast, but just best or funniest moments. Lucas Van Ness, when he was picked from the Packers, just got <laughs> mean. First of all, he's got three good looking ladies sitting right next to him that kind of stole the show. But I don't know if his buddy, his brother, or what comes up and just flops right on top of him, blocks the whole view some uncle or dad comes over and rips him off and everybody gets a little weird it got a little awkward but there's always some goofy moments you never know what's going to happen cd lamb on his phone texting somebody maybe his girl tried to look at his phone and he said "Uh uh-uh that's ron's favorite moment Yeah, is that Ron's favorite? You know, I do.
1: Yeah, I do see the his homie sitting on him. That's just one of his friends knowing he's he wants to go viral. Like that's the problem with today's kid (laughs) is everybody wants to go viral. And his friend, like the fact that he jumped on him like that and did the girlfriend thing, Mm -hmm. that was literally an inside. I guarantee that's an inside TikTok joke or something that they're like, "Look, I'm doing this. I don't care what you say." And the dad didn't know. Like you don't ever tell parents about the joke. Um, But a good one for me too. Last year was uh, Jalen Waddle. Uh, the Jalen Wilder like walk off, like everybody was celebrating and cheering. and He's like stares at the camera and then walks off because he actually got interviewed uh, this week about it. And he said, what happened was he got the pick five pick. Like Gabe said, it comes a little early five picks early. He got the pick. So he had already got the phone call that, Hey, we're taking you. And then they went to commercial break and they had celebrated. So when the cameras actually cut to him to do the TV version, he's like, man, we had already celebrated. He's like, my family was acting up just for the cameras. And he's like, I don't know what they was doing. That's why I walked off like, man, we already celebrated. And he like, look, because everybody thought he was mad or like, like, it was just weird. He like looked mm-hmm. at his family and then like walks off and everybody was making fun of him. And then he was like, no, we had already celebrated. He's like, I don't know why they was being so extra for ESPN. He's like, we had already done this. I, I
2: think you got the camera moment. and the director guy behind the scenes going hey can you guys uh reenact it? can you guys do that same thing exactly like you that's, did? that he said yeah. exactly he that's
1: basically what happened is the guy was like action and then it was like and, yeah. then, and with the 2022 you know whatever and he's like looking like man i'm out of here <laughs> like yeah, he doing it, you
0: know? <laughs> Like uh, an- another underrated moment last night was when tyree wilson picked up oh. rochester Dell. so of course we know oh, he like, picked him up a, a few guys were Picked him mm-hmm. up. So if you guys have been doing that the past couple of years, and Roger Goodell mm-hmm. always looks like he's like unentertained. He's like, all right, get the guy off me. <laughs> like last night, like Roger Goodell bent his knees when he got picked up, and I'm like, hold on, like this guy, this guy braced for this. Like Roger braced for this moment. So that that was like a very, a very underrated moment. A grown man getting picked up and his knees. So. Last night was very entertaining. Oh,
1: like, I, that's the I equivalent just, of like, like the was... hands, the hands on the like <laughs> this with the feet crossed behind you. Like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man! I was like, all right, it's uh, it's official. And those big man.
3: linemen like, are coming at you. You got to brace. With
1: well, Jordan Addison, clearly, uh, if he wasn't a Viking, but you know, I'm I see my Detroit players. Tim's from my hooligans, and you know, man. Come on now, Detroit players. We do the pink suits, we do the baby blue suits. You know, we're gonna have the matching gaiters with it or matching shoes. Like, it's a Detroit thing. So, and I know he's not from Detroit, I think he's from Florida, though, right? Who, yeah, Maryland, Maryland, yeah. So, that's that East Coast vibe, you know, that, 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 that Maryland, DC. Uh, so you know, when you think about Jordan Addison's outfit, I, I like it. I mean, I'm, I know Jalen Rose because Jalen Rose always breaks down. Uh, the suits of the draft. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he has to say today. Uh, but we got to move on. Uh, before we do, though, we're going to talk about QBs because the Vikings were supposed to draft a QB, um, or at least people thought they were. It's not over yet. But a lot of QBs dropped, and the Vikings didn't take one. They did take Jordan Addison. We're going to talk about that quick. Before we do, we have a word from our sponsors.
3: Looking for a delicious snack, but don't want all the sugar and calories? You need the best-tasting pr- uh, protein bar in the world. It's Built Bar. They are healthy. They taste amazing. They're good. They're good for... For you, 100% real chocolate, unbelievable flavors like peanut butter, brownie, cookies and cream, brownie batter, puff. And uh, you say to yourself, How can that be good for you? Well, I promise you it is because it is low in sugar, it's low in calories, it is high in protein 17 grams of protein. You can get built bars in-store at the Walmart pharmacy section or at Sam's Club get the 13 bar box the 4 bar box stock up on some Built bars or head to built.com today and uh, buy them online use the promo code LOCKDOWN15 Built bars they're good and they're good for you
1: well, fellas, it's day two of the NFL draft. Everybody's going to be sitting around waiting for this 6 p.m. I know I'm trying to get a workout in. I know everybody's going to be getting some snacks. I know we're doing uh, the Vikings have their press conference today with the uh, the rookie. or the He's not a rookie yet, but the draft pick. And then we're going to do some breakdowns, myself, Gabe, and Tatum. Uh, looking forward to that. But then when 6 p.m. comes, we got to do a little bit of waiting. The Vikings have a third-round pick, and it could be QB. But let's talk about that, fellas. Mm-hmm. Quarterback to me. It I thought it was going to be a higher. Now, th- there was an NFL record of three quarterbacks in the top five. That hasn't happened. That only happened like five times in NFL history. And when you look at those three this year and then the three before, you know, like Archie Manning's draft had it, uh, you know, Zach Wilson's draft had it. I feel like this group, Anthony Richardson, CJ Stroud, and uh, Bryce Young, have the chance to be the best three quarterbacks to be drafted in the top five of all the other groups. When you guys get a chance to go back and look at it. Uh, because of all those groups, there was only like one quarterback that made it out of that group. And the other two were so other than Archie Manning. And we're not going way back to then. Uh, but I'm talking about the, the years we remember. Uh, we're not going back to the 70s. Um, it felt like those other groups like didn't have a good group of five. So you never really know getting a quarterback that high if it's going to even work. So the Vikings passed and went with Jordan Addison. Uh, People were saying they could have went Will Levis. People are saying they could have went cornerback, but they got Jordan Addison. But what's going on with the quarterbacks? After the top five picks, quarterbacks, and then it kind of was like a, wait, what are we going to do with all these quarterbacks? Running backs went high. Thoughts on that, Luke?
2: Yeah, it was a wild and crazy draft, man. Uh Nobody saw Jamar Gibbs and two running backs going in, what, the top 12 picks. Nobody saw that coming. And once you saw your right round, once you saw three quarterbacks going the first four picks, you're sitting there thinking, okay, Not only is Will Levis going to go off the board here pretty quick, but Hendon Hooker, everybody's going to be looking around saying, all right, who's going to move up for Hendon Hooker? And by the time the Vikings get on the clock, I pick 23. Nobody's going to be left. You're going to be looking at guys like Tanner McKee or Dorian Thompson Robinson from UCLA. I I said in a vacuum, you got to love Jordan Addison as the player. And the name of the draft, really, guys, at the end of the day is just adding good football players, and they did that. But you got to wonder, though, for the Vikes specifically, Does any of it matter without a quarterback of the future? I mean, that's what people are asking themselves when they wake up this morning. This is the move that we judge Huasey on in two, three years down the road, pending what their quarterback situation looks like and how good will Levis and Hendon Hooker end up being? Because I don't know about you guys. As soon as the dust settled, I immediately thought to myself here, okay, so what's the plan then at quarterback in 2024? There was so much discussion about... No team has done more homework on these top five quarterbacks than the Minnesota Vikings. Will they package and move all the way up? Rumors of moving up to maybe even number three for Anthony Richardson. Now it feels like they almost have to keep bringing back Kirk, at least in 2024, and kicking the can down the road for yet another season once they get to that point. I will say, once we saw young Stroud and Richardson go in the first four picks, again, I thought there was zero chance. Either of those guys, Will Levis or Hendon Hooker, would be on the clock at 23. Sure enough, they're both there. They worked him out, Will Levis specifically. It's not like they didn't do their homework, guys. They worked him out at the combine. They worked him out at the pro day. And most importantly, remember this, KOC knows Liam Conan, the offensive coordinator at Kentucky. So they did all their homework and all the research. You just don't take a quarterback just to take one. You got to love the guy. And as a GM, you know, Kwasi only gets one swing at a quarterback. And clearly they weren't going to be pressured into taking a guy they just weren't in love with.
1: Yeah, Gabe, what you think?
0: Yeah, I think if you if you go quarterback in the first round, you better be damn sure about who he's going to be. And uh, Will Levis just, in my opinion, just isn't that guy. Uh, if you look mm-hmm. at just the, the stable of quarterbacks this year, the top three were selected in the top five picks. After that, it's a big drop. Yeah, you can probably put Hendon Hooker as like a 3B, but since he's 25 years old, he's going to be on a, a rookie contract. His rookie contract will be expiring when he's 30, that's a that's a risk right there. So that's crazy. I'm not sure why 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 Will Levis it, it, his name is still uh, being mentioned as far as like some of the best quarterbacks. But we we understand how propaganda works in, in the NFL and selling tickets and everything. So um, it, it, it's some it's a similar story with my guy last year and Malik Willis. Uh, I think Adam Shepard had him slotted as as high as the number two overall pick, and then mm-hmm. goes all the way down to the third I guess third round. So. You you better be sure, but I do think there is a, an opportunity for this Minnesota Vikings team to move up to the second round to get a guy in Hendon Hooker if he is the guy. Uh, but you, you do have to give up a little bit. You probably have to give up, you know, your third this year as well as a third next year, if not a second. So uh, we'll see how the draft board goes today. But th- these are the rounds that Kwasi, uh flourishes in, and that that second and third round, those middle rounds of the draft where you can get some of those steals. I mean, look at a guy in Brian Osamoa last year, but Yeah, when it comes to quarterback, uh, if you're not sure on anyone outside of the top three, why give a guy a five-year deal if you're not 100% sold on him?
1: Yeah, Sam.
3: Yeah, if you don't come away from today miraculously getting a Levis or a Hooker, and I don't think they're in on Levis. like I think Hooker would be the only guy. Um, It'd be pretty disconcerting to go into next draft having let Kirk Cousins walk and you don't have your quarterback of the future. That would be a pretty nerve-wracking spot to be. So I get it. I get why fans are, are a little concerned about this quarterback position, but let's be honest. like It was never a great possibility that the Vikings got one of the best quarterbacks in this draft. We knew right. this. We knew that picking at 23 was going to be almost impossible to trade way up to get Richardson. I think that's the guy they had eyes for. Uh, he went number four, so that possibility was immediately off the table. Um I think that Dorian Thompson-Robinson is an intriguing developmental piece, but I don't think there's anybody really maybe beyond Hooker who intrigues me a lot and I've I've liked him the whole time. Other than Hooker, I don't think that there's anybody that that I would trust giving the keys to in 2024. Um, And his drop didn't really surprise me just because of the injury and the age, but I kind of was surprised that Levis fell just because there was legitimate steam that he was going to be a top five pick and then ends up not going in the first round. We'll see where he lands. I would project they're both gone in the second round. Guys, there's a lot of cornerbacks out there for the Vikings to take in the third round. QB may again have to wait till day three.
1: Yeah, and I and I go with uh, I, I'm not going to say the GM's name, but listening to a GM talk, he he, and I love when GMs say this. No disrespect. Whenever you have to start a sentence with no disrespect, <laughs> it's disrespectful. And uh, people were asking him that, like, hey, Will Levis was you know slated as Mel Kuyper's guy, blah blah blah, and he literally says, "No disrespect," but Mel Kuyper has <laughs> built a business off of just text messages. He was like literally, it's just people texting him stuff. And he built he's like, he doesn't watch the tape. He doesn't understand the players. And he and again, he said no disrespect, but it was very disrespectful. Um, but he's saying, like, what happens is these guys get these text messages from other like scouts or GMs saying, Oh man, the kid is strong, he's big, and then they start to build this persona on TV for us to consume, and then we all start consuming it, and then we throw it back up too like baby birds getting fed, and we're giving and then all of a sudden it becomes a mushroom cloud of just whoa will levis is the best quarterback out there and then when he does the stupid things like putting mayonnaise in his coffee eating banana pills throwing from his knees to try to throw through a goal post it starts to become social media hype and less of like turn the tape on and even when you turn the tape on the kid looks good uh but i agree with what gabe said i think luke said it too if there's not a guy there in the first round that you're in love with you don't take a lukewarm pick of a quarterback. You got to be absolutely enamored with him. And that's why I think some of these late round guys um, like a like a, a Tanner McKee out of Stanford, uh, 6'6", 231 pounds, that's a guy that's that's built big enough to sit in the pocket. But if he's smart – and he went to Stanford, so you know yes. he's smart. So he can sit right. back – yeah, what?
0: You you make a good point there. And you just look at the the quarterbacks. Tanner McKee is the only quarterback that the Vikings invited on a top 30 visit this year. So that's a really good point. So clearly they they see something in Tanner McKee or someone in those later rounds if the top three guys aren't there. So that's that's a really good point in Tanner Mm McKee.
2: Uh, yeah, Ron, I mean, I'm curious, just real quick, Ron or Gabe, of these top three quarterbacks that went in the top four, which landing spot do you like the best? Because the problem with quarterbacks going so early, it means you just got drafted by a really bad team and the surrounding cast isn't great. For me, I actually, of the three, I think I like Anthony Richardson's landing spot with Jonathan Taylor, Quentin Nelson, a good offensive line. You got a guy like Michael Pittman Jr. That's me personally. I think Houston's still a long ways away. That's why I didn't like to trade all the way back up, giving up future picks. I'm curious, Ron, though, your thoughts. You
1: yeah, because they got the they got the offensive coordinator from the Eagles, right? Right. Was the head coach. Mm-hmm. And so when you think about mm-hmm. that, Jalen Hurts, like right. he's gonna treat Anthony Richardson like Jalen Hurts. You're getting a bigger, stronger, faster. Now we're not gonna say he's Jalen Hurts, because Jalen Hurts is legit. Uh, but you're getting a bigger, stronger version of what you think you can do with that offense. And like you said, Jonathan Taylor, you can run the ball. So now you have that one two quarterback receiver quarterback running back punch, uh, where Anthony Richardson at Florida, Florida was never gonna do that. Florida's Florida. They're always going to spread people out. They're always going to try to attack. And so when you put them in an offense, it was like, hey, man, I don't need you to throw the ball 40, 50 times a game. I need you to do what Jalen Hurts does. Let's watch this film. And, and, and again, when Kevin O'Connell came over uh, from uh, the Rams, I talked to a couple players. They said literally their entire iPad reel was Rams cutups. Here's the plays we're going to run. And so if you don't think that the Colts are watching Eagles cutups right now, I guarantee they're going to push the quarterback uh, and quarterback sneaks from the five-yard line. They're gonna, literally, they're going to do everything because he said, I need a quarterback that can do what I know, which is what Jalen Hurts did. And who's the best at that? Anthony Richardson. So I do agree. I think Anthony Richardson is in the best spot. I think Bryce yeah. Young – is in the is has the best coach i think Mm -hmm. frank wright is going to get him going and he has adam thielen to help him out now who knows bryce young might not even start it might end up being uh the red rock uh but you know i i do like the bryce young i I like and i really like anthony Richardson though because of that run game and that interior line and again the coach still have more picks so it's what are they going to add to this reggie wayne told me this about their receiving core. They're not going to take the top off, but they're really good, consistent runners, and they have to find a scheme. And Reggie, they bought Reggie Wayne back as a receivers coach, clearly, kind of like Keenan McCardell, When you have a good receivers coach, you don't let him walk. And so they bought Reggie Wayne back. That was the one thing that the Eagles coach made sure he did. He's like, hey, I need you, bro. You got to stay. And so Reggie hey, Ron, Wayne. How about
2: this? Colts had the fourth pick today. Check this out. Michael Mayer. Big consensus, number one tight end still on the board from Notre Dame. And Darnell Washington, another freak cheat code physical specimen. How about teaming up one of those guys inside that offense again with Jonathan Taylor Pittman and Anthony Richardson? That would be a lot of fun, too.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, he's not going to do exactly what the Eagles did because he's not going to have A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith. Mm -mm. But, yeah, I I mean, I think it's going to be a little bit of the Rams, a little – or, sorry, a little bit of the uh, Eagles, and then a lot of bit of the 49ers. Like, watch out for some of this 49ers look stuff because – that's that's the key. Tight end. Everybody wants to get a tight end. That's why the Buffalo Bills went and got the tight end from Utah. That's the way it goes. TJ Hawkinson I mean- with Kirk Cousins.
0: Think think about how much height they got if they get a guy in Michael Mayer. Like you already have oh. Alec Pierce who's six four. You got Michael Pickman, who's six three, and you got right. the quarterback Anthony Richardson who's six. Like that that is, Jeez. like that. Yeah, that I mean, you're, you're bullying teams. You're bullying teams at that point. So mm-hmm. the fact
1: that unless they play the Vikings Anthony and they're Richardson. up thirty three, then you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, full, you're
0: full hey, hey, hey,
2: hey. too soon. Too soon. Wait a <laughs> yeah, minute. But, but Reggie Wayne said that though, Gabe. That's out.
1: a great point. Reggie Wayne said he said we're big. We're not fast other than paris yeah. campbell you know he said we're big we're not fast and he said we what we, we what we're going to do is we're going to be really good route runners and we're going to run comebacks we're going to run curls and so what's the best a big strong 6-4 quarterback that can see over the line and can throw curls can throw digs, and he has a good and offensive comebacks line. and he yeah, has the really best player of them line. all
2: quentin nelson he's Correct. The biggest they're not asking yeah, him to best. throw
1: 60 yard you know bombs down the field to jj they're like look man i got big receivers let's just throw some fade routes let's throw some 15 like how good can you be at hitting the target uh from 15 yards away and just dropping it in the bucket and, and again I, I think that's a good system for anthony richards to be in because if you think about the eagles uh they do what's necessary because people are always wonder like what are you going to do with jalen hurts like who, what's the plan here and we saw it it's it's let's find an offense it works for my quarterback i'm not going to make my quarterback work for my offense and that's why i think that was a great pickup one for the coach to get that coach and then two now to go get their quarterback of the future uh because I, I think he has set up the best uh i know gabe has to take off so we're going to get one last quick one before we get gabe out of here and we still got the wolves talk we still got the wild talk uh before we get gabe out of here last quick one uh fellas day three sorry day two and three uh but speaking of that third round pick i'll start with you gabe what do you think the bikers are going to do today
0: yeah, if, uh, if they don't move up to get a second rounder, uh, I think DeMarvion Overshone, the linebacker from uh, University of Texas, is a great fit for this Minnesota Vikings defense. He's a safety turn linebacker, 6'4", 230 pounds, can run mm. sideline to sideline, pretty much do whatever you want. The only knock on him is that he hasn't had many reps at linebacker outside of last year. Last year was his, like, best year at that position. So if you're Kwesi, uh, and he's known to take a – Take a stab on a guy that has young experience, a lot of potential, a lot of teams are going to pass up on that guy to be that next you know, prototypical linebacker. I mean, he's just a freakish, freakishly athletic player. And so when you have a linebacker like that, that falls to you, I mean, he may even go in the fourth round if teams continue to pass up on him. If, if he falls to this Minnesota Vikings team, I don't see why you cannot take him. Jordan Hicks, you don't know what his future looks like after this year. Why not get younger, get stronger, get better, let a guy like DeMar Bion Overshone learn under that tutelage with brian flores defense i mean we know you you don't really need an elite pass rusher in this defense because the vikings they're going to blitz what 60 percent of the time so linebacker play is going to be key in this defense this year and i believe to marvion overshone get some reps from special teams in year one like brian astamoa did and then year two can really flourish under this game
1: man what you got luke
2: yeah, Gabe brings up a great point. If you're going to blitz that much, all the pressure now becomes put on the cornerbacks. And right now, outside and behind Andrew Boot Jr. and a Caleb Evans. They got nobody right now. The depth is scary thin, and you just cannot have a, enough good cover cornerbacks in this past Happy League. Luckily, it's a stacked cornerback class this year, just like last year. Remember, th- they found a Caleb Evans last year on day three, too. They could grab a guy like Darius Rush from South Carolina, who I absolutely mm. love, as a boundary outside cornerback when Byron Murphy slides inside in the nickel. Kai Blue Kelly is a name to write down from Stanford. Another guy I really like, he's got the NFL genes. His dad, Brian Kelly, played for the Bucks for almost 10 years. And then how about the local kid, Terrell Smith, the Gophers? If you just look at last year's tape, a lot of people said last year's tape only, he's a top 10 cornerback in this class. So there's a lot to choose mm. from, but I think they have to go cornerback with one of their next two picks at minimum, if not, maybe even double down by the time this draft is over.
3: Sam, There's going to be a crazy run on corners, guys. Um, I'm looking at the best available corners and, and we've studied a lot of these guys because we know the Vikings are cornerback needy there's 15 guys that I think are really good. And in other years might be like top two round picks. That's how deep this cornerback class is. So I think that definitely Terrell Smith is going to be available. Darius rush could be available. Jacorian Bennett, Travius Hodges, Tomlinson, Jalen Jones is a personal favorite of mine. And, and you really can't go wrong. I think with any of them. So there's almost certainly going to be a good cornerback available. And, do they even kick that can down the road one more round and wait till the fourth? I still think defensive line is a big need for this team, um, whether it's tackle or end. Take the best defensive linemen available at pick 87 because I think you need to fortify that group in a bad way.
1: Yeah, for me, I mean, when, I, I agree with you on Sam on that on corners. I mean, some of these guys are going to be gone probably before the Vikings get to it, but uh, Keeley Ringo... Uh, you look at Eli Ricks out of Alabama. And I'm all, and again, I, I shouldn't be school driven because it's not about the school they went to. I know there's other guys at other schools, but even like Clark Phillips out of Utah, you look at Utah, had a really good team. This kid's a little undersized, uh, but he plays hard. He puts his nose in there, a good special teams guy. Um, I think he's probably going to be second, third round pick. And then you look at Jay Ward out of LSU. Uh, he is a senior. So I know when it comes to age, we were like, oh man, what, what took you so long? But uh, just, you know, had a really good senior bowl. And then you think about, his ability coming from the SEC, playing at a school that considers themselves at one point DBU, uh, now receiver U. I mean, it's it's just it's the pedigree, it's the coaching staff they learn from. And then how quick, because I hear a lot of GMs say this, how quick can he transition from the college game to the pro game? And that's where I think you have to, like Gabe said, the, the linebacker from Texas. Well, who was his coach? What did they learn? How did I, you know, and, and I, I loved hearing some of the behind the scenes stuff. They said they would put players in the lunchroom, have fake lunchroom staff, serve them incorrectly just to see how they handle stuff like that. Like, how do they handle the wait staff? How do they treat the person pushing the elevator button for them? How do they treat the bathroom attendant? And he's like, the bathroom attendant was my uh, third scout from uh, college, whatever, recruiting, and they didn't know. And he's like, I'll put him in a bathroom and just say, hey, hand out paper towels and see how these guys act in the bathroom. He's like, I put them in a hotel at the bar, and they would act like they're just drinking and hanging out. Just see how the players hang out in the lobby of the. I was like, man, I was like, I had that's, no that's idea, yeah, right. Uh, I said like, I had hey, no runner. idea what they do, right? And it, and I think it was the GM of it was the old GM of the Bucks. I think he was on NFL Network, but it was crazy of like the stuff that they go through to try to figure out, especially the first round picks. But you know, their core guys are like, oh, I don't know if we should take this guy this high. You know, what did he do in this 30 visit, like Gabe said, when you bring him up? So I, I think day three for me, I, I think as well, I think you try to create more picks or if you really have a guy move up to go get them and then you leverage maybe next year because again it's always about leveraging and mortgaging your future and say how can i subsidize this to add more picks um but hey it's gonna be a fun next couple of days for the draft we're gonna have a lot of draft coverage uh the minnesota vikings 2023 season has started uh but we're gonna get gabe henderson out of here um uh, appreciate you gabe for joining us today on the uh locked on sports roundtable and well, hey, people, make sure you jump on fanduel.com backslash locked on to get started today. It's going to make every moment more. Why? I mean, I know the Wolves are done. The Wild are kind of still going. But the NFL draft and the NFL season, now it's time to get those early bets in. Who is going to be the Super Bowl favorite? I know every year people put money down on their team. This is the time now to go put some money down on the Minnesota Vikings. You never know. Maybe just say they're going to win the NFC North, because I think they're going to do that for sure when you look at the Packers, the Bears. And the Lions. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But remember, fanduel sports, or sorry, fanduel.com backslash locked on to get started today. Well, fellas, uh, really quick before we get out of here, man, like I just said, uh, let's take one minute on this one. Uh, The Minnesota Vikings, betting favorites to win the NFC North at this point. When you look at the Packers, you look at what the Lions are doing. Very weird, but I I will say the Lions are getting Dan Campbell guys. You look at the middle linebacker they got from Iowa. Uh, You look at the running back they got from Alabama. These are Dan Campbell type ground and pound. You know, DeAndre Swift's going to be there to play running back. Jared Goff, take pressure off him. But early on, and then sorry, I'm not to disrespect the Bears. Sorry, Bears fans out there. Um, uh, not disrespect, but I, I think the Bears and the Packers are gonna be fighting for third and fourth. Uh, but but Sam early quick, what do you think about the NFC North right now?
3: Well, we haven't touched on the Lions draft really, really confusing some people. Um, and it's not that they didn't get good players, but if you look at the projections, they took Gibbs and Campbell way earlier than they needed to. And remember the lions had four picks or five picks in the top 60. Like they could have easily waited and probably snagged one or both of them in the later picks. They took Gibbs at 12 and Campbell at 18. And again, those are two positions that are a little undervalued in today's NFL. And they had already signed players in free agency at those positions to long-term deals. Very head-scratching moves by Detroit. Um, I do think Gibbs will will improve their offense, certainly. It's just not as good of a long-term play to draft a running back that high. Uh, so I, I feel like Detroit didn't really bolster their NFC North hopes. I think the Vikings did um, with Addison. I, I, I think that it's neck and neck right now. I think that the Lions are right there with Minnesota, but I, I almost think Minnesota has a a slight leg up because I think their offense is just a little more talented. Yeah, Luke.
2: Yeah, let me swing over to the Packers. Lucas Van Ness, they just can't help taking more defensive players. They took two in the first round last year. Now Lucas Van Ness, who I thought, yes, in a vacuum, could be a really good defensive end, but probably 10, 15 picks higher than most people had him projecting. And what are you doing now that you finally end the Aaron Rodgers era? You bring in this new young kid, surround him with some help, will you? Give him some weapons to throw to. Yes, they got Christian Watson, pretty good one-two punch, to say the least, in the running game. But outside of that what happens when you want to spread them out 3-4-5 wide? You had two great tight end options on the board and Dalton Kincaid and Michael Mayer. You had Jackson Smith and Jigba, a lot of people's wide receiver number one sitting there. Couldn't believe the Packers passed up on helping Jordan Love in this new chapter in the Packers organization and went defense once again. Chicago, just real quick, Ron. Can't believe they passed up on Jalen Carter. Remember, he was in the discussion three months ago when we started to talk draft in the first place. Jalen Carter, Will Anderson. If Chicago Picks at one, you can totally justify either one of those picks going number one. They get him all the way at number nine, he's sitting there, and they decide to move down one pick with Philly, let Philly snipe him for what an extra fourth round pick. You need to add good football players and build this roster back up from the studs and passing on uh, Jalen Carter. That's a huge win for the rest of the NFC North.
1: Yeah, I mean, when you look at Darnell Wright, though, I, I will say this for the Bears what was the biggest issue with the Bears? Offensive line Their mm-hmm. offensive line Was absolutely terrible uh, Justin Fields Had no time To throw the ball Because everybody was saying If you watch the tape He's always running he, Which is one of the reasons Why he led the league In rushing Or sorry For quarterbacks uh, Led the league In rushing uh, But when you think about This offensive line I think that's the key For them I know Courtney Cronin uh, She did the mock draft For ESPN And she had them Taking mm-hmm. Uh So they were always Looking at offensive line And I think that was The inside for the Bears The entire time Was we need to rebuild This line for Justin Fields Um So they did get a guy. I don't think they got the guy people thought they would get, but clearly, and this is the thing about draft picks. You never really know what you're going to get. I mean, we could all say, oh, you got to go get this guy. But Hendon Hooker, when you watch the tape, you see Darnell Wright. And I will say that when you watch the Hendon Hooker tape, you see Darnell Wright. Why? Because Hendon Hooker has time. He's not getting rushed out of the pocket. He has a ton of time to survey the field. You watch the Alabama game going up against Will Anderson Jr. He had time. Like, he was going toe-for-toe, 49-49 to with Bryce Young. So, that's why I think Darnell Wright is a solid pick for the Bears just to build it up for Justin Fields. Why are the Eagles so good? Their offensive line. And I think the Bears are like, okay, we got a watered-down version with uh, Justin Fields and what they see with Jalen Hurts. So, I think that's their goal now is like, let's go get an offensive line. My guess is they they do exactly what the Eagles are doing. They, I, I do agree they should have added a defensive lineman because the Eagles, of course, did it. Uh, but what's more important, protecting your quarterback. If you're going to actually put money into this franchise QB and he's your future, you got to protect him. and that's why they did that. Uh, last one before we get out of here, man. Uh, quick one, Wolves and Wild. Wolves season's over. Uh, my opinion, I just think it's time to figure out this roster. If, if you're going to go with the Twin Towers, you got to put some scores around them. If you're not, move on, see who you can get the most for and bring in another score to help Anthony Edwards. The teams in the playoffs right now that are succeeding are teams with double scores. You look at James Harden and Joel MB, double scores. You look at uh what's his name? Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, double scores. You well, at one point you had the Clippers with Kawhi and Paul George, double scores. So what's what makes and LeBron and AD and now D'Angelo, but they're all scores. Rudy Gobert's not a score. Carl Anthony e. Towns is hot and cold, and Anthony Edwards. You sometimes don't know he's there. So Wolf season's over. I think it's time to figure out what they're going to do. I don't know any thoughts on that loop.
2: Yeah, this is going to go one of two ways. Either they're going to blow the whole thing up, they trade a pillar like Cat, they trade a pillar and cut their losses on Rudy, take pennies on the dollar, or or they're going to sit there, and they're going to sit there, talk themselves into justifying, running it all the way back and say to themselves, well, we were never healthy for any stretch at all last season, and it was the injuries that hurt us more than anything else. So it's going to be interesting to see their approach. I do think the talent is there. You get Nas Reed and Jaden back. It's never been clearer. Anthony Edwards... It's his team now. And as a GM, you got to do everything you can in your power to build around this kid. Give him everything he needs to continue Mm -hmm. to excel and develop into the superstar that he's shown the world he can be. He's the clear, bright spot. Do everything you can to add some help around him.
3: Yeah, Sam? Yeah, on one hand, I'm torn because on one hand, it feels irresponsible to do nothing. It feels like there needs to be an adjustment made. But at the same time, Luke Luke makes a good point that injuries were a huge factor in why this team didn't get a higher seed. If mm. Towns plays those 52 games, surely you're going to win five more and be like a three seed in the playoffs. So, I mean, that, that all could change if you do it all again. I do wonder if it's easier for them to change the coach. Like, it's hard to mm. move Rudy. It's risky to move Cat maybe you just change Chris Finch. I mean, people Mm -hmm. certainly have had their gripes with his inability to kind of right the ship late in games, Um, maybe not having a great pulse on the team because the the locker room chemistry seemed a little messed up. Maybe that's the move because it's always easier to change the coach than the players, especially when the players are making $50 million. I think the only way that I would be okay with trading Cat, I guess if you get four first-round picks, that's great too. But Mm -hmm. if you traded him straight up for a big name like a block like a damian lillard coming to minnesota that would that would get me excited other than that i, d- I don't love trading cat i just think there's too much talent there and i don't think you you can score enough without him on this roster
1: i'm always down for dame time so uh before we get out of here though last quick one wild play tonight three to two their backs are against the wall 8 30 p.m puck drop the draft will be going on. So I will have the draft on one TV and then maybe a little hockey uh you know here and there, whenever I can stream it and see it and look on my iPad. Uh so I will be trying to check out both, but I'm gonna have my eyes on the draft. I just want to see. I got to do a reaction video again for the Vikings, so I gotta pay attention. It's my job. Uh so that's why I love to tell my wife that. Like, hey, I'm in my office, I'm working tonight. I gotta watch the draft. <laughs> Best job ever, people. Uh, but but last one, uh, Sam, I know you're a big hockey guy. What do the wild need to do to win this?
3: Uh, stay out of the penalty box. I mean that they've, the league has already apologized to them for getting calls wrong in game four that cost them that game. game and in game five, they apologized again. They said, well, we shouldn't have kicked Felino out of the game. It should have been just a two minute penalty. Well, thanks. Thanks NHL. You're going to reverse the, the outcome of those games. Uh, I, I have a bad feeling about it. It's just a little bit of uh Deja vu from last year, where they they seem to have control of the series and they lost mm-hmm. three in a row. And remember, guys, last year in Game Six, trying to extend the series, they didn't have any fight at all. Uh, so tonight, you're at home, you've got the crowd to energize you. I assume Gustafson's your goaltender, but we'll see. We'll see if Flurry maybe gets a surprise nod. That would be very controversial. Um, but it's they they don't seem healthy right now. I mean, they Zuccarello and Hartman. The yeah, if
1: you're in the season with Flower in the in the pipes behind, uh, in the net, I think there's going to be a riot in uh, downtown St. Paul. I, I
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah, you got to ride the gust bus all the way to the end. They're they're banged up. I don't know if Kaprizov is fully healthy either. Hartman and Cicarella are banged up. You don't have Erickson X. So that that's another team that again you can use the injury excuse, but they can win. They can win this game. I just don't have a good feeling about it.
1: Well, fellas, that was a great – I love the conversation today, draft talk. Draft is coming up 6 p.m. The commissioner will hit the stage. Let's see if he bends that knee again for somebody that wants to uh, maybe pick him up later in the season because he's done with his stage stuff. Uh, But the NFL draft is still going to be going. The Minnesota Vikings have the third-round pick. We will see if they decide to either add more picks or trade up into the second round and get a guy they really want. But I'm Ron Johnson, that's Sam X, that's Luke Edmond. We had Gabe Henderson from the Minnesota Vikings joining us earlier today. So please make sure you go back and check that out. Have a great day, people. And remember, subscribe, 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 follow, follow, follow. iTunes, iHeartMedia app, wherever you get your podcasts. And have a great day.
3: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.